This episode is sponsored by Cards Against Humanity. They asked us not to read an ad. Enjoy the show. Woo! <laughs> You're watching the Applause Network. And now, Monster Makeover with your host, Sasquatch. Well, hi, everybody. Welcome back to Monster Makeover. I'm your host, Sasquatch. And as always on Monster Makeover, just because you live in the shadows doesn't mean you can't shine like a star. Our first guest is a 21-inch tall mammal. He's a fierce warrior. He likes fighting cobras. But God bless him, he can't get a date. Boy, Dan. Please welcome Jeff. Good evening, Monster Nature Sass. Hi, Jeff. Thanks for being on Monster Makeover. Let's see what we can do for you. Well, I mean, first and foremost, I mean, I'm doing this as a favor. I mean, I don't have any trouble finding birds. I mean, I I do all right for myself. I'm I'm a, I'm a bit of a cheeky little weasel. <laughs> oh, you are! Stop it! All right, let's start by taking this little bowler hat oh, off, oh, 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 and wait. let's see what you got going on for the for your pompadour. Uh, I think if we apply a little gel, maybe a pot down the middle, oh, okay. that oh. looks very gentlemanly. Um, I like the vest. It says to me, I'm not your average mongoose, but I may have the ability to speak English. So Too let's right, just yeah. leave that where it is. You're not wearing any footwear. That's a no-no in today's dating scene. Let's get you some wingtips, but some casual wingtips, all right? I think a nice beige with a red shoelace would go with your fur. Yeah, that sounds just right. Hey, do you by chance have a tiny, tiny pocket watch and fob from my vest? I think that looked nice. I've had a, a terrible time. They don't make them uh, for mongoose. They don't. No. Now let's spin you around here and oh. let's just show you to the oh. audience. What do you think, everybody? Thank you. I, I do need to get that hat back. It's it's something of a signature look for me. I mean, people. People don't know Jeff without his bowler. I mean, I feel like that's... Well, now your your greasy potted head is your signature. I Thank got, you, Jeff. I gotta say, I look like one of those... Go ahead and head backstage. I look like one of those Roger Rabbit crazy weasels. At this point, I mean. Oh, you do! All right, thank you, Jeff. They didn't. They we'll never. See you later. Nobody wanted to date. Good them. luck on getting birds. Okay. Good evening. Up next. From the dripping, sweaty bathhouses of Russia, she's a big girl with a lot of love to give. Please put your hooves together for the Alba store. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Sats. It's such nice to be here and make pretty Alba store. Well, that's right, honey. We're going to make pretty Alba store. But first things first, that mouth is riddled with sores, honey. That, that is make men scared of him to kiss on me. I know, I know, is make men scared. I know, honey. Look, we're... <laughs> 
We're going. That's the first thing we're gonna do is cover up those sores. Let's put a nice gloss on those lips. All right. Also, it's it's got a honey and peroxide base, so that'll be very good for for healing those sores. It's delicious fizzing. Yeah, it's fizzing all over. I know. Next up, we're gonna we're gonna ditch that bathrobe there, that old dingy, moldy bathrobe. And we're gonna give you this 100% Egyptian cotton body sarong. Such nice! It's such nice indeed. It looks like a towel, it absorbs like a towel, but honey, it feels like silk. Oh, it's such smooth against my disease right in the body! Also, let your hair down. Ah, it's such a relief! And there you go. Audience, what do you think of the Alba store now? All right, honey, there you go. Go on backstage there. Get your gift bag. All right, whatever the hell you just said. All right, and our next guest here, uh, hailing from northern Pennsylvania, we have... Oh, come on, Gary. <laughs> Gary, why do you have to... Uh, my producer likes playing tricks on me sometimes. I deserve to be pretty. <laughs> Go on, get out of here. We only have a half an hour, all right? Oh, Gary, I'll, I'll get you for that. Oh, Gary, I'm the I'm the Sasquatch, not a miracle worker. Oh, uh, have no. you not left yet? Please go backstage. Oh. Someone get this thing a cab or something. All right, and finally on today's show, an old friend of mine. I met him freaking out hippies at Woodstock. They were tripping balls and thought they were imagining the whole thing. Turns out it was my good friend and harbinger of doom, the Mothman. Oh, honey, I'm so glad you came on the show. That's right. I know it is. This <laughs> Gary, did you hear that? So I think what we're going to do for you, honey, is... We're gonna we're gonna comb out those feathers for mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then we're gonna we're gonna get some visine in here because even though it's it's your your number one go to you still gotta look fabulous when you're portending doom for everyone mm-hmm. and so if I just lift up uh, the the feathers right here in this spot wait what is this what why is it coming off in my hand? Is this a mask? A sand hill crane! Surprise, motherfucker squawk! <laughs> Yo! Get out of here! <laughs> Get security! Get security! It's that damn sand hill crane! I swear to Santa Claus, I told you not to come back on this show! <laughs> sand hill you- crane strikes again! I fooled your motherfuckers! Yeah! yeah. <laughs> Get out of here! You fucking bird! You fucking bird! You f- you are watching the Applause Network. Up next, Inside the Cryptid Studio, with your host, Jeff Lipton. Oh, didn't I? <sighs> All right. I've calmed down some. And that's going to be the end of our show, but I swear to God, if I see that bird one more time... Somebody say bird. 
now Dave carries the show because Flora can't speak with the gravelly voice. <laughs> oh, yeah. <sighs> you know what? It would only be fair if I carried this show, seeing as how you single-handedly carried our previous one. <laughs> hey, everybody. I'm David Flora. And I'm Dave Stecco. You remember me from such utterances as and saving the Titanic. <laughs> That's right. Imagine, imagine if it were, you know, like sometimes you go out drinking with your friends and you really, really get drunk. And then the next morning you didn't do anything wrong per se, but you just have that knowledge that, that you weren't the best version of you you could be. <laughs> now imagine that's immortalized and there's thousands and thousands of people that listen to the whole thing. <laughs> Woo! Man, welcome to Blurry Photos. <laughs> Dave Dave was embarrassed at his performance, and I was embarrassed by my lack of performance in that episode. Yeah, boy, I was really performing. <laughs> I wow. I mean, first of all, uh, I would. I'm curious as to. I mean, what, what was this like? My freshman year of college. How many times over the course of the episode did I have to mention that I was in fact drunk, <laughs> in case anyone could possibly miss it? Yeah. About well, once every two minutes or so, I think. It was a pretty efficient uh, uh, number. Whew. Yeah. So so that happened. Uh, if you are listening to this episode, thanks for sticking around. <laughs> That's right. Uh, yeah. It, it, I'll tell you what. It didn't really affect me that night, but the, the next day I was drunk all day. See, you know what? Irony of ironies. I Granted, I slept in pretty late, but I woke up and I was fine. Yeah. I went to my friend's house. I brewed beer. I drank some beers. I was wow. fine the next day. So I don't, either way, uh, I mean, Flora, what do you think of this? I'm, I'm saying I, I don't, I don't want to do that again. I, it, it, I would be very hard pressed to, yeah. I mean, for me personally, I'd love to do it again just to, to see what you came up with again. But <laughs> also because it, for some reason I was like m- holding back on the, uh, inebriation or something. Yeah, I don't like know. Like my brain switched off the part where it's like, okay, you've been drinking, you're drunk. Well, I mean, thank God though, because how else would he have gotten through that? Yeah. I mean, there was a fun peek behind the curtains for you, our listeners. So the the subsequent couple of days, you know, between when we recorded and when it posts, um, we're texting back and forth. And I'm like, oh man, there was a lot we didn't talk about. We never talked <laughs> about um, our Myers-Briggs scores. Reply, <laughs> uh, yeah, we did. <laughs> I was like, oh, it was like that then, eh? Whoops, <laughs> yeah. easy. I will say this. There will be uh, perhaps one one other instance of, of, of slurry photos, and that's for uh, anyone who comes out to our live show. I'm sure we're going to finish it up and go straight to a bar and drink. Um, so, yeah, yeah. so there you go. You got that, uh, that to, to put in your pocket. Along with a lot of other things we, we keep promising. and Oh, that's happening. That's why I'm doing this. I'm front-loading it really hard. Because truth be told... I think that neither me nor Flora would have done the drunken episode if we hadn't front loaded it so hard. <laughs> um, so thank you for listening again. Sorry. That was a giant waste of your time as far as learning anything. Um, I apologize to the uh, ethereal spirit of Carl Jung, wherever he may or may not be. <laughs> and I'd like to apologize to uh, James Cameron, who I believe owns all intellectual property <laughs> pertaining to the Titanic. That's true. Which I tried to save. (laughs) (laughs) Then you shouldn't apologize. Oh, my God. Um, Thanks for your support, though, those of you who did write in. uh, (laughs) Either A, asking if we're still alive. Yeah, there was plenty of that. Or B, uh, 
uh, save the Titanic slash bring back Titanic Dave. Yeah. Woof. <laughs> I will say this though. One, uh, one little shout out. Uh, uh, if you haven't done it already, follow us on Twitter. Mm-hmm. We were actually live tweeting our entire inebriated debacle, like from get go. Yeah. Um, and we're not great tweetsmen. No, but we did get into a really, since we both have the same account on our phones, we were, we were getting into Twitter arguments, but from different sides of the kitchen. Right. <laughs> it was great. So if you don't follow us on Twitter, uh, we'll probably do more stuff like that. I don't yeah, know. Maybe we'll try. I don't yeah. know. Well, we'll see. But that's that's a, a good little thing to take a, a quick break to say, hey, go to Facebook and like us. Yeah. And and follow us on Twitter at blurry underscore photos. Subscribe to us on YouTube if you want. Go to iTunes. Leave us a five star review. Yeah. Show us uh show us what you're made of. <laughs> that was adversarial. You're dumb. Do you so, do you have what do you have what it takes to leave a review? Well prove it. Now doesn't it sound like a good <laughs> pitch? <laughs> I just, you know, I don't know if uh, anybody ever can make it to the end of an episode to hear that. That's true. That's true, boy. Especially that last one. Especially that one. I will say this. There was, uh, so the episode ended and I was like, please no outtakes. Please no outtakes. Please no outtakes. Oh, thank God. You but, know, I think I had one and I was like, it's just not good enough. None of, nothing I said was good enough. <laughs> so thank you for, for stopping the bleeding. Well, and also, uh, uh, thanks to the Chicago Podcast Co-op for setting us up with these great sponsors. Yes. For uh, all of March. We'll have some more in April. And please, please go check out these sponsors that we're talking about. They're Chicago companies. They're Chicago companies. and They're all legit. Yeah. Um, you like notebooks? I know I do. Do you like trivia mag- games? Yes. Do you Prove like you're smarter than everybody. Magnets and buttons I that do. you can put your own stuff on? Yeah. Jeez, or, or, I mean, we're going to get some buttons. Yeah, or you could just make your own Blurry Photos buttons if the way we're making them pisses you off. Mm, right. That'll right. show us. Yeah, we don't... Well, well, we'll tell you what the better deal is. <laughs> get the booth across from us in the <laughs> Milwaukee Paracon and be like, oh, those buttons? Those suck. My buttons are way better. So we could have dueling Blurry Photos booths? <laughs> well, that just might be a publicity stunt that would be a that pretty works. elaborate TK. I'd like that. Anyway, thanks, thanks to those guys. Uh, Cards Against Humanity, all those guys. Yep. Uh, it's it's really great of them, and and uh, the podcast community needs support because we're a, we're a family. We're, we're a family, and and all that liquor isn't cheap. That's <laughs> that's sad. Uh, but let's talk about yeah. what we're gonna talk Enough about. Enough with the flip flap in the gym jam. You came here because you want to hear something about the Fountain of Youth. They don't know that at this point, or they do because it's the title of the episode when they click play. Right? Yes. Oh, yeah. So, okay. So, we're not revealing it at this point. Four seasons in, I'm figuring out how this works. <laughs> Fountain of Youth. Often imitated, never located. <laughs> Best when inebriated. Yeah. Oh. Mm. Uh, we're going to talk soon, about what, Too soon. what the Fountain of Youth is, what its history is. Yeah. And uh, we might just even get into if it's real or not. <laughs> Spoilers. let's give you an overview of the old fountain uh the fountain of youth is a water source and that could include a spring a stream or a river uh or even a pool that legend says restores youth or grants eternal life or could reverse aging and uh cure all disease when bathed in or in some accounts drunk from yep Pop culture legend says it's located somewhere in Florida, America, 
and was sought after by 16th century Spanish explorer Juan Ponce de Leon, but never found. Yep, that's that's the most uh, uh, known, known, famous, common, the famous Juan Ponce de Leon. Let's go through the history. Let's just jump into because history is where it begins. Yeah. So where did the idea that such a thing exists even come from? <laughs> from the moment at any point in history that someone was like, hmm, I felt better 10 years ago. I wonder if I could fix that. <laughs> I think that's <laughs> when the idea came up. Yeah. And uh, as it turns out, the idea came from many places mm-hmm. and hardly any of them from the Caribbean. It's like asking where the idea of hunger came from. <laughs> Um, cultures all over the world knew the importance of water and sacred waters have been revered in the oldest cultures. Yep. Uh, Greek, Egyptian, Indian, Chinese, Native American, all had sacred water sources and legends of their mystical properties. Rivers were special in, in a lot of the big cultures, including the Nile in Egypt. Ever, you guys ever, ever heard you, of the Nile? Do you know what the Nile is? It's a river in Egypt. It's a river. It's also that. It's also that reason I won't seek help with my drinking. There's also the Ganges in India. Did you get it? See what I did there? And uh, um, then you get the old Jordan, the River Jordan. Yep, you got to cross it. Healing waters can be found in Roman baths. Uh, there's a spring in Lourdes, France. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am Lords. <laughs> You're not cut up in South Park, are you? Nope. And then a place called Spa, Belgium. <laughs> hey, that works. Apparently has a, a cold spring that has Did they invent properties. it? Is that why it's called? they're called spas or is it the other way around? I don't know. Maybe maybe it's spay. I don't know. I, I could be saying it completely wrong. I thought the way I saw it was spa. And its mystical waters will render you sterile? <laughs> <That's right>. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, it's in the Walloon region. Of, of Belgium, but in the Flemish region, they have one called neuter. Yeah. It's neuter Belgium. All right. That one, that one's like, here, here's a ball. Just throw it in the outfield. <laughs> Welcome to T-ball. Um, even the Bible has had uh, in, an interpretation of, of some sort of waters uh, that, that heal or. or mm-hmm. uh, and then, oh, obviously, you know, holy water, blessed water, and water blessed by a priest. Yeah. Water, water blessed by a priest. Uh, I've actually got the passage in the Bible oh. that that's referenced in this John four fourteen. Uh, if you all will please <laughs> turn to well, I mean, John, I'd love to get to four fourteen, but I can't get 14. past three sixteen. For God so loved the earth that He gave His only begotten Son, <laughs> that whosoever shall believe shall have not death but eternal life. Oh. <laughs> Rapping Bible. <laughs> Sitting on a gold mine, dude. <laughs> Sitting on a gold mine. So uh, John four fourteen goes, but whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst. But the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up into everlasting life. Some people might say that is God's love. Yeah. <laughs> Other people might say that's the fountain of youth. Yeah, an actual well, water source. Yeah, I mean, there's. I here's the thing that you're that probably people aren't aware of is that especially something like the Bible, people interpret it differently sometimes. Really? Yeah, oh. and it it creates it creates confusion and sometimes crusades. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, well, 
One of the earliest sources for water that could prolong one's life came from the father of history, Herodotus. Yeah, yeah. He wrote of a unique fountain where the Macrobians lived. The Macrobians were a, a legendary tribe living in Africa. Were they tiny, super tiny? They were actually very tall and handsome, apparently. Oh, well then. And they were Macrobians. That, yeah, that's how it's spelled. Oh, really? Yeah, it just it seems like... <laughs> my I, joke, I swear my, to you, like, for my whole life, I've been plagued that every time I say the word macro, people assume I'm saying micro poorly. Like hick, saying micro, macro. Well, you don't speak with, like, a hillbilly accent, Flora. And and don't don't get me wrong, that bothers me. My life would be so much better if you had the worst diction and were just like, just boom, just, just twanging banjos. I would love that, but you're not. Sorry, man. Yeah, you should, you should be sorry. And anyone who does say macro and you're saying M-I-C-R-O, I don't mean to offend you. That I just, I realize that <laughs> some people just uh, naturally talk that way because that's the area you grew up in. That's how you're, you've heard it. We're not a backwards we redneck just, automatically. We just I lost apologize. our endorsement from the Mud Bucket Chamber of Commerce. From the Hazard County <laughs> Chamber of Commerce. Go, 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 get the f*** out. <laughs> um, yes, M-A-C-R-O, macro-beans. Uh, and apparently they lived, from what I found, they lived from in, in Africa, in the east of Africa, from around Ethiopia, all the way to the west coast in, in Morocco. Hmm. The the whole area was called Libya at, at that time, I think. And um, while there were there were some uh, Carthaginians living in, on the coast, yep, the, the very northern part, under that, like where the Sahara is right now, is was the Macrobians. And again, this was a legendary tribe. It was sort of one of these tribes at the edge of the world. Kind of at yeah. the edge of the known world things, which which could absolutely be true because if you go far back enough, I mean they they're constantly finding like under the Sahara, you know they're mm-hmm. you know th- this this really when yep. they, this is one of those things where you say legendary it really might be just a very old tribe that only stories remain of because there there was civilizations and and places that get buried by the sands. You know, it wasn't always this giant desert. Oh yeah, they so, they've. They're figuring that Africa was like a super lush uh, place, mm-hmm. and and they've done this through satellite imagery, I think. But they show that that there were there was a, a big river or or were rivers running through the middle of it, and and I don't know. That's, yeah, it's a future episode, probably. Yeah, that oh, that would be really cool. Mm-hmm. What lies beneath? Because I I think that that might tie into something with the Sphinx. Ever heard of it? I have got to stop saying that. I maybe I've got to stop setting you up for it then. Maybe I've got to start staying sober. Maybe I've got to stop start staying just starving. Starving, Marvin. Uh, um, <laughs> so Herodotus said that uh, these microbians lived to be 120 years old or more and that their diet was simply boiled fish and milk. Oh. You want to live long, dude? <laughs> You suffer for it. Oh God, that okay. I mean, it, it again. It's it's hard to imagine them living in this area and it not being a desert. But it's still going to be really, really, really warm there. So I feel like a fish and milk diet's like just just 
the worst. <laughs> That's snake eyes. You we rolled the dice and you lost. Because they probably don't have refrigeration either. No, they they definitely don't have refrigeration. I don't know, dude. I don't know. Back then, you know, I'm, you know, you don't know. Maybe. No, they don't. He also wrote that. Uh, they had a, a fountain wherein when they had washed, they found their flesh all glossy and sleek as if they had bathed in oil and a scent came from the spring like that of violets. The water was so weak, they said, that nothing would float in it, neither wood nor any lighter substance, but all went to the bottom. Hmm. That was written by Herodotus around the 5th century BCE. What do you think that could be? Um, it's lighter than, than water. Oil? Well, what it could be is maybe the, the the spring was flowing through something that made the solution very basic um, because that's like when you feel like soap, for example, mm-hmm. uh, soap is a, a base. It, it, it has a uh, pH above seven and that's what that slick feeling is. The reason why you use soap and water to wash things is it breaks down hydrogen bonds and it allows the molecules of water to penetrate fabrics better and it lifts dirt away. And so that's what that slick feeling is. And you get the same thing from um, if you, you know, obviously wash your hand right after. But if you dunk your hand in uh, borax, uh, Drano, oh. which is. Um, yeah, do that. I mean, just for a second. But it, it is. It's uh, it's a, it's sodium hydroxide. Um, you know, you can um, uh, NaOH, you, you can feel that. And it, it is. It's very slick feeling. But yeah, you'll feel that. And so I, I don't wonder, I mean, and I don't know what that does to the, the buoyancy of, of objects. I have Boy. no idea, but that, you know, if it, it is, if it was going through something that was rendering the water basic, you know, it was, it was pushing the, the pH above seven, those, that, that could be, that could, it would, the water would feel very soft and, and, sure. and, and, and definitely leave you slick and yeah. shiny afterwards. Yeah. So they were just bathing. Yeah. Using nature soap somehow. Interesting. Hmm. Yeah, I, I, I like that because I, I was thinking uh, at first some kind of oil getting in there of some, some type. The only thing I was thinking that, that might not let something float in it. Yeah, because there is, you know, you see like there's that column that they do with all the different chemicals uh-huh. and it makes a different thing float in each level. Because oil will float on water. Yep. Uh, I don't know. Maybe we're getting in over our heads here. Probably when we get out, we'll be slick. Um, so that's, uh, that's, that's those guys. Um, don't you love that? Put a cap on this. That's those guys. Uh, Alexander the great is said to have searched for the restorative quote unquote water of life mm-hmm. in the fourth century BCE. And what was the weirdest part of the globe when he was running around? <laughs> um, Turkey. <laughs> yeah. Well, Maybe they, maybe a hint of India. They yeah they they got as far as as India. They were in the search of the what what did they they were in search of what did they call it the the great uh, in search waters. of Sasquatch that was a kick ass in search of with Leonard <laughs> Nimoy kicking out the jams ha the the great waters something something whatever it was I think it was the Pacific Ocean on the other side of China but at the time. Uh, he was said to have crossed the land of darkness, which I think is present day Turkey. Mm-hmm. They were well, probably land of darkness because they were too busy going through underground cities. This is a story from the Alexander romance, however, and not generally believed true. Oh, it was a very um, fantastic 
accounting of, of Alexander and his deeds. But this tale would reach Spain and become very popular, especially in the time period that we're going to hit on. I was hoping you were going to say, especially in Barcelona. Especially in Toledo. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what do we got next? The 12th century CE. Bit of a jump. Yep. Legends of a mythical king called Prester John began popping up. Have you heard of this guy? Yeah. And we, we talked about doing an episode about the kingdom of Prester John. Did we? Yeah. This is, we were talking about this back in January. Remember? Cause I was like, oh, there's this guy. It was like this weird Malaysian king thing. I, I don't remember, but I believe you. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Well, there's a couple of, uh, there's a couple of, of guys that group in together in my mind like that. This yeah. Prester John's one, St. Germain is another yeah. one, with, I think, which I think we should do a, an episode on. Um, I believe Toboggan Jin even suggested that long time ago. Oh, so. I, thought, I thought you were going to say, I believe the kingdom of Toboggan Jen is something we should also look into. We would <laughs> be great. We, we look, we've looked into that. And <laughs> it's been deemed that. Yeah. Warm hats in winter are called toboggans. <laughs> we'll do that. We'll also do the, the lost continent of Lana. Uh, we'll do <laughs> <laughs> the Isle of Grey Cat, the Fancy Feast Archipelago. <laughs> <laughs> the underground lair of Mikey Wheels. Connorda. <laughs> Connorda. <laughs> the Northern Forge. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> we could we could literally come up with yeah. with listener uh, your your names and in, in countries for the rest of the episode, but we won't. We got to talk about Prester John Prester. What a name, Prester Prester Stecco Prester. You gotta name your kid that. Um, you, you gotta name your kid that. In, <laughs> thanks. In a sort of, in a sort of a. Well, I heard from blank who heard from so-and-so right. way um, stories of this larger than life ruler of a kingdom in the far East became popular and and not even that far East, but to these people, it was, you know, it was pretty far, but, um, and, and <laughs> some of the tales that were told were sometimes pretty directly lifted straight from Asian stories yeah. of the time. Um, Sinbad the sailor in particular, I think there were a lot of things that. Sinbad had in common with old Prester. Yep. How's about this? Wolfram von Eschenbach. Ever remember that guy? Wolfram von Eschenbach. Even connected him to the grail, the holy grail, that grail, as the son of the grail maiden and a Saracen knight named Ferefiz. You might remember Wolfram von Eschenbach from our Uparts episode. He was the uh, the corpse found with an American Colt made forty five caliber bullet in his gut. <laughs> Actually, it was from the Chrononauts. They oh. they shot him, mistaking him for the bad kind of German. <laughs> <laughs> but that statistics was on their side. Yeah, Prester John's kingdom in Asia. The whole the whole reason we're talking about this. It just. Supposedly had a fountain of youth in it. <laughs> right. That's kind of why yeah. he came up. That was one of the things he had going for yeah, him. Yeah. Had a lot of had a lot of adventures. One of them uh, fountain of youth. In 1513, Italian-born Spanish historian Peter Martyr wrote a letter to the Pope in which he told of a legendary land the Caribbean natives called Bimini. Heard of it. I like this Italian-born Spanish historian <laughs> who is completely Irish. Well, keep hate her martyr right into the Pope. 
Well, I mean, what about what about Italian-born Christopher Columbus, who on behalf of Portugal gets things done? Yeah, but... They were exporting a lot of talent. Christopher Columbus it doesn't sound Irish, and no, he's he not writing to the Pope. I'm just saying I'm just Italy saying, exported a lot of talent. If there's a guy that's in denial, it's Peter Martyr. <laughs> the, the most Irish fella that's not born in Ireland. <laughs> uh, Top of the morning to loss. <laughs> It, uh, this this Bimini, it was like a, a promised land, which was said to be near present-day um, Bahamas, mm-hmm. the Bahamas. Though recent thought, people looking back on it and trying to suss out if it's real or not, uh, they think that it was the Mayan civilization that uh, the natives were referring to. Yeah. Things just kind of got all muddled up uh, around this time for some reason and to confound it even more, this land and its magical fountain were probably also confused with a spot in the Gulf of Honduras called Boinka. (laughs) The Arawak tribe is where this legend came from. So Martyr, Pater Martyr, was uh, pretty skeptical of the whole thing as he recounted it to the the Pope Il Papa. Right. Uh, he was just kind of like, can you believe this shit? <laughs> Bimini will come up in a later episode. Yeah. We we might have already... T- did we touch on that in Edgar Casey? I guess we had to have, right? Yeah. The Bimini Road with... Yeah, the, the underwater... Atlantis and all that stuff. And yeah, the- which which we're, we've... You know, it's it we've often threatened it. Two-parter, Atlantis. That's coming. But uh, in in the whole of, uh, of this... <laughs> It was just one of those things where the Spanish were coming in, the natives were telling them these stories like, oh, we have this, you know, magical fountain over... Just one more hill over? Yeah, just one more yeah. hill over, one more island over. <laughs> Recall from our uh, our uh, El Dorado City of Gold episode that the, the mainland natives pulled this stunt dragging conquistadors as far north as kansas with this particular <laughs> yeah. scam yep. so i'm glad to see that they were they were applying it on the islands as well <laughs> and the funny thing is they were talking about the maya you know, that's that's right the mayans were uh west of the caribbean and for some reason the the going thought of this this bimini or boinka or whatever they wanted to call it Ended up being in in the north, maybe a little west, but definitely not where it probably was originally intended by the the natives that lived there. Of course, I think as long as they got off the island, it didn't matter. But by that point, it was a little too late for them because they started getting conquistadored <laughs> to the pretty, face pretty handily. And that brings us to uh, our friend Juan Ponce de Leon who is perhaps the most famous, the most famous fountain <laughs> of youth seeker of all. And it's ironic because there is no evidence he ever sought the fountain of youth. None whatsoever. We'll, we'll keep, we'll come back to that. But Ponce lived from 1474 to 1521 and was a uh, child of noble birth uh, by most accounts a very well-off family in, in España who fought against the Moors in Granada and then uh, joined Columbus in his second voyage to the New World in 1493. hey that's pretty legit. Yeah, yeah. In 1508, 
King Ferdinand of Spain had him conquer the Tainos tribe in Hispaniola. Barcelona? Uh, the Tainos tribe uh, being the, you know, the native inhabitants there. And Ponce de Leon did conquer them like like the raging ass he was. I don't know if he was well, that, well, I mean, conquistador. If, 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 if you're his, a conquistador. It's your business. I don't know if he personally was a dick, but he right. did his job and his job was to be a dick. Right. Exactly. That, yeah. <laughs> Thank, thanks. Uh-huh. I'm here for you, brother. And he became the governor of nearby Puerto Rico as a reward. You're welcome. Back then it was called San Juan Bautista. And it may be here. It may be there that... Natives told of a wealthy land to Ponce, um, and that that would be this Bimini or or Boinka or whatever, whichever one. It, <laughs> there's probably a very distinct uh, <laughs> differentiation, but yeah, and that's probably how all this got started in the first place. <laughs> Ponce then squabbled with Columbus's son Diego Colon. Whoops! Do not do that. Who eventually. Uh, won these legal disputes and uh, became a viceroy of um, islands there in, in the Caribbean. Now he he kept appealing to King Ferdinand, uh, this this Diego Columbus. He kept appealing to to get the lands he was promised or or his father was promised. Yeah, and, exactly. And the king finally gave in, and said, "Yes, you, you're you're right. Here's here's all your junk." And then. <laughs> He was like, all right, you may be governor, but I'm going to appoint all these people who are going to pretty much have, have more power than you. And and by doing so, uh, Ponce was pushed out of, of power and he was pretty pissed as, as you know, like you do, but he was granted a contract in 1512 to find this mystical Bimini, this, this wealthy land. And in 1513, he sailed up the eastern coast of Florida and came ashore on April 2nd, naming the place La Florida, partly due to the fact that it was around Easter time. Oh. Which uh, in Spanish is Pascua Florida. Important note, just keep this in mind, because you may hear it. He did not discover Florida. Yep. I mean, unless you want to say that the natives who were already living there... (laughs) Yeah, unless you want to take take it take it up with the Seminoles, my friend. Yeah, because they they weirdly enough have the belief that they knew where they lived existed prior to a white guy showing up. Yeah, odd. Yeah, it's a weird 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 idea they've had. And you know what? You'll find that idea virtually everywhere. <laughs> Much the same way that prior to aliens showing up, we're pretty sure our planet exists. That's true. That's true. Is such a thing even possible? Yes, it is. Uh, Just do it. Sukalo sound. Is such a thing even possible? Yes, it is. We haven't any sounds yet. You know what he did discover? Dramatic guitar. Now it's all sounds. <laughs> yeah, now it's all sounds. <laughs> Making up for lost time. <laughs> do you have a guess? Uh, St. Augustine? Um, No. No, actually. What did he discover? The Gulf Stream. Really? Yeah. That's yeah. worth it. He discovered the Gulf Stream. A couple other folks kind of realized what, what it was and, yeah. and put it to good use, but 
made it a lot quicker to get uh, to and fro. Yeah, for the for the old Spaniards. It's like it's like uh, the the moving walkway in an airport. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when their ship was coming into bay, the Gulf Stream is ending. The Gulf <laughs> yeah, Stream right. is ending. It steps off and everybody lurches forward. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You've always got that one asshole kid who's like just <laughs> running on it. Yeah. <laughs> Like Corvette, like a two-mast Corvette. <laughs> <laughs> scoosh, scoosh, scoosh. All right. Um, <laughs> age of exploration and airport jokes. Jokes. Thank you. St. Augustine, we'll, we'll, we'll get back to that, actually. Um, there is no archaeological evidence or a ship log or any writings or anything for where Ponce landed on, on the eastern Florida coast. That's, that's kind of surprising. A, a little bit. I mean, a little bit. I mean, nobody can pinpoint. The, yeah. I, I think it's probably written that he he went there, you know, and and probably what what happened when he got there and stuff. But I don't I don't know that there were any um, navigational points because I I mean I've been to St Augustine, Florida. Well, good uh, for f-ing you, buddy. <laughs> well, good I mean, for you. It's got two interesting things going for it. Is that uh, you know, was it the weather's nice and it's on the ocean? Damn it! <laughs> That's what it's got going. It's also got a Richard Strife goods store. That was close. That was really close. You almost cost us nothing. <laughs> what what is, what does Saint August, Augustine have for real? Well, it's got you know like oldest city in America. Sure. You know they, they got that going for it. Uh, also, there's an Edison lab there. You what, mate? Yeah. Okay. I just looked it up. I guess it's not in St. Augustine. I guess it's in Fort Myers, which is apparently close. I just remember being on the road trip and seeing both places. I had swimmer's ear. That's another good fact about that trip. How old were you? Oh, geez. 12, mm. maybe. I told you I, I turned four in Florida, didn't I? Whoa. I find out about this now? Sorry, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I think yeah, I've only ever had birthdays in Colorado and in Illinois. Hmm. That's it. Yeah, we we lived in in Stewart, Stewart, Florida. That 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 just made me think. You re, it's really only been Colorado and Illinois that you've had birthdays. Yeah, huh? I could, I've had birthdays in in a lot of places. I was on a a trip in college uh, in Morocco and had a birthday there. Sleepwalk in Morocco. Oh, man. You remember that part, huh? Yeah. Uh, that was so crazy. <laughs> I think we had that on the podcast. Yeah. We probably talked about uh, dreams, right? Yep. Or something. Um, yeah. It was It was not not one of my best birthdays. It was just, <laughs> it was boring. That's weird. It was, it was boring. Nice location. I mean, it was pretty, but. I have had a birthday in Florida. Yeah. My 26th birthday at Disney World in Florida. Nice. Okay. All right. High five, Florida. <laughs> Did you hear that I called you Florida? I was high fiving Flora about Florida. Well, I made a turkey out of your high five. So you did. That's what counts. Uh, <laughs> God. Don't um, worry. Someday we'll replace those sort of discussions with ads. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, oh, here we go. Um, yeah, so so it, we don't know where he landed exactly. That's the thing. I don't know if we'll get back to that. We will. Uh, Florida was at the time, from what I from from what somebody said, Florida. <laughs> God, this is really. Florida also extended from Tortuga, which is down in the the southeast 
pirate uh, town caribbean yeah near near south america all the way up to to georgia and even farther maybe yeah like the whole place was florida <laughs> um at the time uh eight years later this is the, we he he did this little trip this excursion you know got to florida came back went to spain came back he came back eight eight years later and tried to establish a colony and i think it was on the western coast of florida this time Gulf side. Um, not a good idea. Mortally wounded by an arrow. Oh. Gotten a little skirmish and got shot. Now, nowhere in his correspondences did he ever mention a fountain either. Yeah. So, and, that, and I like that. I mean, because everyone always says, oh, constantly, oh, went uh-huh. to Florida, find the fountain of youth. No, he didn't. No. It, he, he never mentioned it ever. He was looking for gold. Yeah, he like, was looking for glory. He was looking for the, the usual suspects, yep. and he was in, looking for uh, conquistador. Slaves. Yeah, but never if if he was seeking the fountain, he never told anybody. He was aware of it. Never he, wrote it down anyway. He was aware of he legends. Was aware about, of it. Yeah. yeah, but he at no point. I think I here's the thing. I don't think that just like you said, they were there for for gold trade, established colonies mm-hmm. and slaves. Yeah, like. They're not, they're not, there's not a lot of whimsy in that right. business endeavor. Right. You know, I understand looking for a place, a, a storehouse of gold. Even if you don't believe there's a city made of gold, if they're keep telling you, Oh, all the golds in this one place, you're going to look for it. Sure. But a magical fountain. I don't think he had time for that kind of horse. Yeah. Shit. Ain't nobody got time for that. And it wasn't until later writers and historians, um, came about that, a, that a fountain of youth connection was made. Uh, to Ponce de Leon. Uh, first guy, Gonzalo Fernandez de Oviedo, wrote in 1535 that Ponce was looking for the waters of Bimini, the quote-unquote waters of Bimini, right. to regain youthfulness. That's, that's what is nicely said, but in reality, Oviedo was writing to make Ponce look like a f***ing idiot because... Oviedo was an ally of Diego Columbus. <gasps> Remember and this guy? He was our, our villain earlier, or at least other guy we mentioned. And he wrote to suggest that Ponce was a gullible fool off on a wild goose chase to cure his sexual impotency. Whoa. <laughs> it was all a lie. Ponce de Leon had like four kids. He He was fine. Yeah, dude, it was everything worked. Okay, it was all to make him look like a nonce, and that was Oviedo. I feel like didn't we say Oviedo had uh, had some writings in the uh, the old El Dorado as well? It sounds familiar, but I don't remember for sure. One somebody I forget who it was. There was somebody that that went down the Amazon and like accidentally discovered the Amazon. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I feel like that was the guy. It may not have been, but. Um, in 1551, Francisco Lopez de Gomara mentions Ponce looking for it in some writings. Uh, in 1575, Hernando Fontaneda wrote that the Fountain of Youth was in Florida and Ponce had maybe sought it. He also claimed to have been a 17-year prisoner of natives. This is her, um, Fontaneda. Mm-hmm. And said that they made use of a lost river that contained curative water. Mm. Um, the maybe meant that um, Fontaneda wasn't convinced that that Ponce looked for it at all. It was kind of him being like, 
Well, me. <laughs> <laughs> And, and here's a, a fun kicker for you, not so fun. Textbooks still say that Ponce de Leon found Florida. Some of them say they that he yeah. found Florida, and some of them say he just searched for the Fountain of Youth. That's why he was up there. I, I'll tell you what, this is... Uh I personally resent this because it starts to edge me into like an area of wake up sheeple. Yeah. Yeah. But it is alarming the amount of factual error that are, that are in textbooks. I mean, historical errors. I mean, it's, it it is, it is genuinely kind of like frightening. Yeah. Because that just becomes fact. Like when everyone learns from the same source, it becomes fact. And, it becomes such a huge, I mean, take for example, just, you know, obviously Columbus at this point, everyone is still taught that he discovered the new world and mm-hmm. the independent, the Santa Maria, blah, blah, blah. And, but as adults, everyone was like, oh, well, yeah, you know, Columbus discovered the new world, but everybody knows he didn't really do it. Like why, how can we, why are we at this point where everyone knows he didn't really do it? But yet it's still taught yeah. to kids. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just, it's just a weird little aside. If something is, is taught so much that it becomes a fact, yet it's still untrue. Is it still a fact at that point? You just blew my mind, bro. But yeah. Is a fact still a fact if it's untrue? No, it's not. It's just laziness and an unwillingness to. What do you call a a common, uh, commonly held belief that's. A folktale? And I feel like there's another word, isn't there? A farce, a lie, a mistruth, an inaccuracy. Well, all these. A historical boondoggle. <laughs> all, these. <laughs> all these and more available on the 12 CD <laughs> set that is your high school high history curriculum. Uh, yeah, I, I mean. Order now and get expulgated biology. <laughs> expulgated. Where they take a- Did you take money from the account to, to buy that? <laughs> you so, need to know. You need to give me the receipt. Do you actually? You know, I know the word expulgated because of the Monty Python sketch about the uh, the Big Book of British Birds. He keeps asking for the expulgated <laughs> version without the gannet because he doesn't like that bird. <laughs> Thank you, Monty Python, for teaching me words. There you go. Comedy teaches you something. Mm-hmm. Learn that, f-ers. Yeah. Oh, Just swore at boy. you Let's for see. emphasis. Sheeple, sheeple, sheeple. It's not people's fault. No. It's, it's. I can tell you right now, it's, 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 it's your, your Obama is insisting that we have a systematic system of lies that is systematically systemizing more lies. And if you can't unpack that, then you should not be listening to this show. The show is for the most educated uh, people living underground and I'm eating out of cans. Let me, let me tell you this, this right here. Obama. Taking prayers out of school. Obama taking the pledge out of school. That's that's what a, that's what the Obama administration is doing right now. They're taking the pledge out. They're taking God out of out of everything. Yeah, now, now that now they're coming out now they're coming after they're coming after uh, 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 Christopher Columbus. They're coming after Ponce de Leon. These are the founding fathers of our founding country. Fathers. These are the guys who first who, people who, who set foot who formatted our our constitution and all the freedoms that we have now. And the, this administration is just trying to cut their legs off from out of them because uh, in, 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 in next year it's going to be uh, ISIS who founded everything. I covered a lot of ground there. Are are we? Are we slowly melding Alex Jones and Rush Limbaugh? Well, yes, because they did it themselves. They are the same thing. 
<laughs> Although I'll say this, like for flavor, I prefer Alex Jones. Sure, sure. I'm just, yeah. I, I don't, I don't <laughs> listen to enough Alex Jones to know if he attacks Obama that much. That just seems like a very well, uh, right wing nut job thing. Well, I, I think they're both. I mean, I know that Rush Limbaugh is was used to be a sportscaster. I wouldn't say a failed sportscaster because he still has a career in radio. Wow. But yeah, he was a sportscaster. I don't know if Alex Jones was, but they both have. Alex Jones was a journalist. (laughs) Uh, Alex Jones was Bill Hicks. (laughs) But yeah, that's right. But they do both have that. I mean, like, especially Rush Limbaugh still has that that cadence sometimes of of a sportscaster. Barack Obama. Yeah. Yeah. Coming out of the White House, swinging at your constitution. Doesn't want you to have any freedoms at all. <laughs> Current administration's legislation swinging a miss. <laughs> um, you're right. You're right. You know, God, I'm sorry. One more thing, and then we'll get back on track here. <laughs> Nobody cares. <laughs> it's just the the whole uh, from what I from what I hear of of him when I whenever something pops up, a video or something, I'm appalled by how much dead air. He has on his yeah. show. I just, I can't believe people put up with it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, because you're, that dead air is filled with your own thoughts. You're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's like landing a point. It's, yeah, well, that, yeah, maybe it, it takes, like he's got, he says that it takes his listeners a little bit of time to catch up with that. And then, <laughs> all right, come on. back to it. Don't listen to Rush Limbaugh, anybody. <laughs> <laughs> no, listen to him. Come on. Let's go back to St. Augustine. In the late 19th century, St. Augustine became the spot where the Fountain of Youth resided. It's this is as established. Yeah, exactly. As established by people selling popcorn, cotton candies, and uh, circus sideshow freak shows, or whatever. (laughs) And this, it it was at least according to uh, the uh, St. Augustine Board of Tourism. Yeah, their exhausting scientific research has yielded <laughs> that it's right on the corner of state and Maine, right where we tore down the old paper mill. <laughs> That's right. And, um, no, it was it was according to the uh, incredible gold digger Luella Day McConnell, and I mean that in the Kanye verse. <laughs> you mean Diamond Lil, old Diamond Lil, as she was known. Uh, she created a regular tourist trap at the. Fountain of Youth Archaeological Park. Purchased with cash and diamonds. Cash and diamonds. Thus the moniker Diamond Lil. Uh, But apparently there were archaeologists that unearthed what may be the first Christian mission in the U.S. uh, called the Mission of Nombre de Dios, started by Franciscan friars in 1587. (laughs) So something good came of it. I mean, yeah, they found something. uh, I mean, they'll never say that. I mean, it's still known as the Fountain of Youth place. Yeah, yeah. Um, St. Augustine was settled in 1565. So yes, it is the longest settled spot in, in America. Town, city, province. Continuously settled. Um, yeah, town. It was going to be Boston, but everybody left for a three day weekend. I mean, everybody. And then, so the the clock restarts. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Rules are rules. They should have left somebody behind, but they didn't. (laughs) They, they are in an all out, slugfest with different areas on the east coast of florida uh, over <laughs> where ponce landed where the fountain of youth was right for blah 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 melbourne beach i think is is a place that they uh that's in on it there's a couple of others but 
everybody is trying to convince all the tourists that this is where Ponce landed. This is where Florida was named. This is yeah. where the Fountain of Youth is. If it sells a postcard, sure. I, I, okay, I, I guess. But the fact is, uh, we don't know. We can't know where, where Ponce landed. We where, shan't um, know. We shan't. We shouldn't. We we shan't. <laughs> what part of shan't didn't you understand? <laughs> um, <laughs> so sorry, Saint Augustine. Until you come up with an old ship log, <laughs> two podcasters in fl- in Chicago revoke your charter. <laughs> <laughs> Tourist trap today. That's uh. There, there's a ton of of little fountains that are that are down there. Everybody, oh, yeah. everybody claims this and that. The people think, oh, there's a low mortality rate in this town. Must be <sighs> the waters of the Fountain of Youth are running through the city water. No, no, that's probably natural gas. <laughs> you should get out of there. Should leave. Should leave. Pow, pow, pow. <laughs> Light your faucet on fire. That's right. Yeah. And, and if you do visit there, listen, it's just good life advice. No matter where you go in the world, never drink from a fountain. Yeah. Don't do it. Or, Honestly, or a tap. I think not even a drinking fountain. People do weird things with those. Jeez. But what about the, what about, uh, what about other fountains of youth? Mr. Flora. Well, let's see. There's a ton of things that claim to be the fountain of youth these days. Yeah, if you're watching TV past midnight, you'll see an ad for They're one of them. all up there, yeah. Now, these aren't literal fountains of water that you bathe in or drink from, but they do reverse the aging process. Eliminating so wrinkles, tightening skin, firming up abs. And Get the butt you've always wanted, yeah. <laughs> you know, I um, uh, I don't think I told you this, Flora. Like maybe a month ago, I um, we we record pretty late here, usually on a school night. So I was taking a cab home, and my cab driver was like, "Well, you know, I'm all about the the you know the the new body, the new future. You know, like I'm you know I'm 65, but I'm going to live to be 150. And you know, how old are you? You're going to live to be 200. And it's already we already have the technology, and we're all gonna." We're going to live forever in a thousand an points of life. Optimistic bastard. Yeah. And he's like, you know, I've been, I've been, I've been, you know, I take my supplements. I got my shakes. You know, I, I, I take everything just right. My, my diet's adjusted so that I'm, I'm going to live forever. I mean, like this, everyone's got their, their fountain of youth. And this guy, it was like a weird comp. Uh, it was a, a combination of like an ad for some products slash a very personally held belief system. Yeah. I gave him a card for the, uh, the podcast. So maybe he's listening right now. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> hi well you are you are one optimistic bastard yeah <laughs> and welcome aboard right I, uh, hey. you know whatever what, all right that's jumping the gun but here you want a little list of of what is today's fountain of youth well only if i can add to it <laughs> <laughs> of course but you got to do it while the music's playing dude. okay 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 all right the music's starting now I know because I can hear it. Here is what could be your fountain of youth. Running. Blood. Joy. Exercise. Distilled water. Hormone injections. Monoatomic gold. Bottled water. Some random Greek island. Raw vegan diet. Coconut oil. Yoga. Testosterone. Meditation. Carrots, tomatoes, soy, chocolate, eggs, wine. Tea, Earl Grey, hot. Stem cells, hormone therapy, gene therapy, telomerase reconfiguration. Uh, telomeres are the little 
uh, chunks of DNA at the end of your chromosomes, though, so when they duplicate themselves, which do we they still do, have the music running? I hope not. Okay. Uh, that they they allow you they, they they kind of age cells because they allow your DNA to to replicate without damage. Eventually, this this DNA is exhausted and your your genetic structure starts to replicate with errors in it. It starts to clip itself out. If you had a way to say extend telomeres and replace them, or alter the function of telomerase, you would actually be able to keep your your youthful appearance. You would still be subject to disease and whatnot, but you wouldn't age per se. Mm-hmm. What, what did you belief. call it? Telomerase? What reconfiguration? That sounds like a fucking magic card, dude. I know. I made up it's that phrase just card. now. It's I will a, say it's this: a magic card. I wrote a dude. short story. It's a blue college. card. It's, it's got to be a, a blue card or an artifact. I wrote a short story in college about, uh, I took a, I think we talked about this before. I took an intro to science fiction course for the, for the final, you had to write a science fiction story. And I wrote one about how, um, they find a way through gene therapy to, um, repair, uh, telomeres, thus conferring immortality onto people. And so the government makes it illegal, but then people start getting on the black market and faking their own death so they can just stay alive forever. And so the government forms a life expectancy enforcement agency whose job it is to go and sequence people. And if they have this gene therapy, they're executed on the spot because they're going to live forever. You can't put them in jail. That was my, uh, wow. it, it gets more elaborate. I don't than remember that, but, you telling about yeah. that, but that sounds interesting. Yeah. How was it a, just a, like a short story or did you just an idea for a story? No, no, no. It was like a short story. I mean, I, I, I actually, <laughs> I don't even know if it'd still work. I have it on the hard drive from my computer that I got in 1996. I still have the hard drive. Hmm. So I don't know. I assume that would still work somehow. Yeah. Yeah. I bet people would read that. Yeah. But I bet they read. I, you so, know, I promised my friend Lauren, cause I was telling her about it, that I would track that down someday and print it out. Well, I'm sure, you know, it's like anything else. It's like reading an old journal. I'm sure it'll be embarrassing if I looked at it now. And you don't want to break a promise to a Lauren. Nope. So which of these do Rocka? you think- has the most, um, I don't know. You know what we didn't put on there? The nexus. <laughs> the, okay, the, Whoopi. The yeah. melding of, of man and machine. The the point, have you heard of like the nexus in oh, that term? I, I was. The, I, no, I'm I, sorry, not the nexus, the singularity. Okay. That's what they call it, the singularity. <laughs> my mistake, yeah. I went for Star Trek Generations. Right. <laughs> no, the singularity where where, where <laughs> mankind downloads its head, its brains into the the universal hard drive and we just exist forever as data flipping around. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I, I think that it's in it's in our best interest that we be and remain finite. Sure. Ask any vampire dude. Well, you know there there is actually also some research out there about cogn- about vampires and you <laughs> about cognitively how would we handle. You know, because scientists, you know, for my whole life, I was like, oh, yeah, you're going to live to be 150. You'll be 200 years old. What that does to your brain, how how writing that many years worth of memories, how will that affect your brain neurologically? How will you function? Because they there's even some research now talking about how people, your perception of time is, as, as a, is a percentage of your time lived. That's why when you're a kid, you know, a school year just is an eternity. <laughs> And the summer goes by so fast, um, you know, like, and then as you get older, it's a smaller and smaller percentage. And this is, and there's some research that kind of supports this, but not enough to say this is how it works. But what, what is that? What, what, what is the perspective of a person who's 200 years old? I mean, yeah. is everything just screaming by, you know, what, 
and and truth be told, even culturally here in the U S we are not a culture that, that really values and listens to the elderly, our senior citizens. We don't, we, we tragically don't put a huge, uh, amount of value to their experiences. Mm -hmm. So what do you do culturally when people start living to be that old? I mean, how, what do you do with the food? How do you feed people? Right. And, and how long does a person who's do, do, do we keep the, uh, the the approximate age as far as legally you know for social security do you get to oh, retire no. at 65 <laughs> no and then way, live for another 140 years <laughs> oh you know so there's these there, poor people are doing well to live like 10 or 15 with and that's the thing it's ugh. it's a really like yeah it, the there are a huge number of questions that would come up from living longer than we do and it's definitely way more problems than solutions <laughs> Jeez, man. We got too many folks as it is, you know, and I, I, thing. I think, I think that mankind is best kept finite. It, it keeps a fire lit under you, makes you want to do, do the best you, you got while you got the time. Most people. Yeah. Some people, a few people, nobody does. Nope. Uh, are, are there any on the list that I rattled off that, that have any, um, good, I don't know what, what the hell word am I searching for? That that are that are good promising? contenders, yeah. That are promising. That I mean, there is you know obviously yes. I mean, all of those dietary things. Eat more vegetables. Yeah, take Vegan care of yourself. Definitely. Uh, you know, I would not exercise. There's, no, there's yeah. You don't have to say running is how to do it. Just exercise. Keep yourself both physically and mentally engaged in the world around you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, maintain relationships with other people. That's a huge thing. Um, you know. It's, let yourself have joy in your life. Yeah. Find, I mean, don't, joy. don't let yourself just check out. Don't let yourself be a spectator in your life. And, and that alone, you know, there's, there's so much research about people who, if, if you solitary people who retire from their jobs, you know, those, these things that pull you out of interaction. Yeah. If you let that continue, if you just do that, then yeah, you will not live as long. Yeah. You know, your, your interaction with the world around you really is a huge dictator for your own mortality. So stay involved, stay engaged, stay stress-free friends. Yeah. There you go. Hard to do, but it's possible. You know, another thing that's not on the list, listening to, um, podcasts. Yeah. That's, it's important. You'll die soon if you don't listen to podcasts. Yeah. You'll live longer (laughs) if you listen to sexually machismo men. (laughs) Uh, one other thing they say that every time you hit the donate button, that's like six months on your life. You live longer. <laughs> That's a scientific fact, people. I can't argue it. That's right. <laughs> We're going to get a lot of pennies. <laughs> We're shills. Jeez. Yeah. There's there's the whole debate, too. We got into this with El Dorado. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, what what is the fountain of youth? And we just, we just covered it. I mean, it's like it, maybe it's not an actual fountain. Maybe the, it's just a concept. Yeah. Uh, and then maybe it's different for everybody. Like, obviously, all the stuff that that we talked about in history and that's written down. I, I mean, ninety nine percent of it with a hundred with a hundred percent certainty is myth and legend. It's yeah. tales. It's it's stories. It's it's something that's either uh, uh, to entertain or to teach a lesson. But I, I don't know. Is you know. Could there be a 1% or a 0.01% that's like, well, maybe that came from something that 
the microbians knew something back in the day and it's buried under the sands now i mean i anything you is possible can, yeah, i you suppose can't, can't really say but but i think i think it's just that like wanting more time wanting your youth back that is such a a middle of your heart want out of people yeah, it's, it's such a, a pan cultural yeah yeah everyone wants more time you know like you don't have to it doesn't matter what you think is going on or what you think the next life is like people still want more of this one and yeah. i i think that there will always be stories like that there will sure. always be you know a way you know the a way to 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 cheat death or to roll back the clock to get more time and and there's so many stories that incorporate that as is both the goal of the story, like you win, you got this, or or the monkey's paw, you yeah. know? Like, oh yeah, you know. Well, yeah, you you get the fountain of youth, and then you see your kids die, and their kids die, and yeah, yeah, you you just wrecked uh, mentally after that, right? And it is it's a Faustian deal at best, so you know it's, and it, but it, it's always uh, it's always a, a good source for drama. You can write those things out, you know, and there's a thousand ways of. Of of altering the way people are doing, like Brigadoon or or uh, Dorian Gray. There's there's so oh, yeah. many different versions and twists on it. And how interview with a vampire. <laughs> <laughs> and I shat upon it. The time traveler's wife. <laughs> uh, I didn't see that Darren Aronofsky film. Benjamin Button. Did no? Did you know what I'm talking about though? No. I think it was just called The Fountain. I didn't see it. I don't Apparently know. it was about that. A lot of stuff in, in culture that's been, that's come out of the, the old fountain yeah. of youth. But because like you said, it's, it's a story that's been told. It will be told. It's, it's relatable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's all, all over the place. Anyways, I think that, uh, I think that should do it. Right. Yeah. I think we've lived this life long <laughs> enough and this nutshell has mm-hmm. been served <laughs> up. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And, in the uh, uh, eternal waters. And, and made to be, just a little seedling. Yeah, there was a, there was a, a video that uh, I saw on the on the subject uh, somewhere. I think in Florida there was there was, there was a fountain or so. And this is not a setup. This is this is a, something popped in my head where there were there was bacteria that would uh, eat on the sulfur that was mm-hmm. that was coming out of some of these springs. So there was a spring, there was sulfur, and then there were bacteria that were feeding on the sulfur. So it made this interesting mix uh that that might may or may not have an effect on on someone's health when they drank the water from it well if it's highly sulfurated water that's going to negatively affect their health and if but, there's a chemical byproduct of the microbes breaking down the sulfur i don't it, know that was it that was it. it wasn't so much the sulfur was affecting people it was the the breakdown uh mm. that the bacteria was doing i forget what what exactly they said it was but i just thought yeah. about that but um well, you know, and the other thing is that there is in, in, in around that area, like as they, you know, we have the microbial breakdown, which means that you get these algae mats and you have to, you have to skim, just skim them off the top of the water. And inside that you're going to find a lot of puns. That's the pun sound. That's right. It's like opening the door to your past. Yeah, it's like a giant pervert clown trying to make you laugh. That's what that sound <laughs> is. Is. That, is that what it sounds like to is me? That, is that what it sounds like to pervert you? clown? Is it a terrible sound? Should I? <laughs> should I stop? That's not up to me. It's up to you, the listener. <laughs> <laughs> Flora, what you got? Oh, let's see. What should I try? Okay, 
I've got a a clothing store uh, that's located only in Florida. Mm-hmm. It's a little hard to find, of course. Uh, they specialize in jeans and khakis and chinos. Nice, and it's it's really nice. It's it's a it's something you put these these things on and and you just look ten years younger. Oh yeah, it's amazing. It's called pants to try on. <laughs> nice. That's really good. That's pretty thorough. Thanks. Um, do you know that while uh, many were sinking uh, the fountain and traveling, uh, all you know, not only to Florida but India, you know, all these different places, uh, there were others who just they didn't fit in well in social situations. Uh-huh. They made um, gaps gaps in their their manners um, in what topics of polite conversation to bring up. But it was said that if you could find, uh, if you could get to this very high altitude spot, that if you would trek long enough, that it would fix this. It was called the Mountain of Kuth. <laughs> you bastard. Yeah. Did I just steal yours? No, but you almost did. Oh, sweet. Close enough that I hope I wrecked it. <laughs> you kind of did. Yeah, f*** you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do it anyway. Oh, well, hey, I guess if you like being mm, that guy. Shut up. Uh <laughs> I've got a, I've got a really hard to find fortune teller. Okay, she just lets, she just gushes in info, just like this this font of knowledge. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And the name of her business is the Mountain of Sooth. Oh, I get you. All right, I like that. Oh, you pulled the rug out. Do you know that um, Ponce de Leon was a, a really strict disciplinarian? And uh, so anyone who who broke the rules when he tried to establish his his colony would be shipped off to this 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 kind of prison town that was uh, known mostly for whipping people. I mean, you just got whipped there. It was a terrible hmm. place. It was okay. called Saint Flogestine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 that's, yeah. That's the feeling of uh, puns. That's that's puns delivered feels kind of like oily on the skin <laughs> definitely with a weird scent <laughs> that's right if you leave it on there it'll burn you feels like i just ate a bunch of boiled fish and milk <laughs> that was so gross <laughs> and so now that brings us to your boiled fish and milk <laughs> let us sup on listener All right, right off the bat, got uh, got an email from our friend Sheila. Hi, Sheila. Hello, Sheila. Hi, Sheila. Uh, and the subject of this is drunken young. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it says, uh, hi, Dave. Your Titanic moment cracked me up. I do that all the time because sometimes her husband thinks it's funny to poke her when she's drowsing off and to get her to talk nonsense. <laughs> Good. Thank you. Feel a little less weird about it now. And says, what happens is in the middle of a sentence you dropped off, had a micro dream in the second or two between words, then finished your sentence with something that made sense in your dream. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I saving the Titanic. I don't know, man. You you were really adamant about making this point, though. I like, know. If you go back and listen to it, you were trying to get this point in before my sentence was done. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. I... I like listening to it, I can re recreate it. I was making some joke, like some really dumb joke about like 
banging in a basement or something. And that's when I clicked off. Like just, I gotten like half of the sentence out that was going to be like, it. believe me, this was not going to be a winner <laughs> under any circumstances, but I had just gotten like half of the sentence off and that's, and I can, I can, I can pinpoint the moment that I clicked off, but, <laughs> and it just kept happening. Wow. Ugh. And uh, she also says, I kept thinking, saying Synchronicity was not the Police Song album. And in fact, it totally was because Sting was totally into Young back in the day. Huh. And uh, she even uh, included a link to the, the lyrics. Uh, and it's, it's just what you would expect from a half-wit musician to make of Young. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, throwing punches, Sheila. Wow. So thank you, Sheila. I feel better. You're a terrific human being. Thanks, Sheila. Your husband, however... Tell him to stop picking on you. Just let you rest. It's just me. (laughs) Thank you. I heard from Stephanie. Oh, hello, Stephanie. Hi, Stephanie. Uh, You know what? I've I've got good news, good news. Oh, thank God. I hate the other version of that. (laughs) Good news is uh, Stephanie wants to hear the super scary EVP link. You 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 yeah. you know you're familiar with this one. Oh uh, yeah yeah. And and people have asked for this before. Well, I'll tell you what. Did they fix it? No. Oh, that's not good news. Here's the good news. What I found no less than two YouTube videos that have this. <gasps> because apparently whoever recorded it uh-huh. uh, was on the Art Bell show. Oh, I, I, actually, I think uh, Coast to Coast. But it, it wasn't even just the Art Bell. It was Coast, yeah. to, Coast to Coast with Art Bell. The golden age of that show. Right. Uh, I found that. I will be going back through, for everyone who, who has asked for it and hasn't gotten it yet, I'm going to go back through and, and send you this YouTube video. Yeah. We're back on the meets, back you know, on the menu, boys. You know what? Let's just put the link on our website. All right. We, I mean, we that way people that. can just, you know, eliminate the middleman, pass I'll, the savings on to themselves. I'll, uh, yeah, I'll put it... I'll put it on our, our the post page, yeah, then, and then uh, I, I hope I can do that, and then uh, I'll I'll put it on the YouTube because yeah. I just got the, the YouTube the page video. for that episode in the archives or something like that. Yeah, so I'll I'll get that up for everybody. Sweet, uh, that is you good can news. Do it at your leisure, and <laughs> as I listen to it, I listen to it again mm-hmm. just after I found it, and I I I think we oversold it. <laughs> well, nothing's ever the same the second time you listen to it. It, it well, almost certainly couldn't couldn't withstand. I think at that point we've been listening to them all night, and, yes. and we hit it at the end of the the ride. When we listened to it, it was just the audio clip. I don't. There's something about the YouTube video and and the guy explaining it and talking to Art Bell. Oh, and that'll pull you right out of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you just hit it out of nowhere, that right. so, then it's you know. So I guess we'll call this spooky sound light. It's like yeah. having Art Bell hold your hand. Sure. I don't know. And and sorry for for that. Yeah, whatever. We're selling. Better than nothing. In the right context, a lot of things can be scary. (laughs) See? Not not scary right now, but... Like a pervert clown. (laughs) Come and play with me. (laughs) See? And uh, to end, Stephanie's working through uh, the backlog... Also got her husband addicted to it. Nice. Nice. Nice, eh? Uh, <laughs> Too right, Stephanie. And uh, also, we'll be sending puns for the new season for sure. Please yes, do. There will be puns. Hell yeah. Thank you, Stephanie. Thank you. I've got one from Marty Queen. Marty Queen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love this. This is a great email. You know what? I'm just 
I'm going to, I'm, I'm not going to go with the accent, even though she instantly identifies herself as being from Yorkshire, England. Oh, wow. I know. Hello, this is Marty Queen from Yorkshire, England. In case you didn't know or were wondering, Marty is a Yorkshire slang word for stroppy or bad-tempered. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh dear Lord. All right, then. Best bunch of P's and Q's. By the, by the way, do you guys... <laughs> well, careful. She's... I'm telling you, mate, she's Marty. No, I, <laughs> I, I'm going to bust your balls on this a little bit. Because <laughs> you started out saying Yorkshire, and then you said Yorkshire. And Did I just you know? wonder if that's a uh, one of those. Oh, that's a good question. One of those things where I don't think anyone ever. I, th- I think that Shire is always wrong. Is my guess probably right? Yeah. yeah. Unless it's the, unless it's preceded by the. <laughs> no, no. Even then, it's just the sure. The sure. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. What what's yeah. Marty have to say? All right. Uh, she writes. My first episode was the Sleepy Hollow episode, which yeah. I was listened to when I went shopping. I got a lot of funny looks as I tried to control my laughter. Many people probably wondered why the girl in the freezer aisle kept giggling to herself. They always do. It's the peas. <laughs> Just tell them that. It's the peas. <laughs> I need a shirt that says, if I'm laughing, I'm probably listening to blurry photos. Nice. Excellent idea. Nice. Uh, thank you for getting me through tons of uni work. That's university work. Oh. I totally speak slang. <laughs> Uh, I've been obnoxiously urging everyone in my royal court to listen. Thank you. And she has a mundane superpower, the ability to mentally translate any language you don't know into another language you don't know. (laughs) That's really good. Wow. (laughs) Really talented, actually, when you think about it, but you just don't understand it. (laughs) Aramaic into high Burmese. Jeez Louise. Yeah. Sure. Go for it. Love it. Love the show. Please never stop like ever. The queen has spoken. Oh, that's a royal command. All hail the queen. <laughs> Thank you very much, Marty Queen. Right. Looking forward to hearing from you more. Long live Marty Queen. Dave, you'll never believe what Will Wild West just suggested. Will Wild West. Will Wild West got a band for Blurry Palooza. <laughs> um, it's the Sandhill Cranes. They're a cover band for everything, and they're terrible. (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) That's great. Uh, Thank you, Wes. Thank you, Wes. Flora, could you could you do me a favor? I just I don't want to read this until I'm sure. Could you could you fasten your seatbelt, please? Oh well, well. Let me let me see here. Yeah, just just. I'm sorry. It's just it's an insurance thing. Okay, I'm I'm in. Make it wheels. And Flora's tossed from the vehicle. Concussion. (laughs) Mikey Wheels writes, "Uh, guys, I was just re-listening to the Hour with Your Ex Bullstone episode. Excellent idea, I might add. And now he wants to know this isn't a penalty box thing, just a correction. Kurt Cameron was not a part of Step by Step. He was a part of Growing Pains. Oh, no. Who would say that? I don't even know what Step by Step is. I know it wasn't me because I've never heard of that it show. Was, it was on the hour with your ex, Bullstone, right? Uh, well, I mean, yes. Which one of us, or did, was it Mel Evans? Ooh. Mel would never make that mistake, would she? Well, was it Mark Coulomb? Could have been Mark. I would have to go back and I listen. know that it wasn't me because I don't even know that, I didn't know there was May, a show called Step by Step. Then it was probably Step. me. Oh. Maybe I just threw out the, maybe I just threw out Step by Step <sighs> just being an Mikey, ass. I'm so sorry. Just know that he'll be punished accordingly. Come on. <laughs> thank you mikey wheels we, i think we've narrowed it down to me or mark yeah fair enough 
I don't think he, you you don't know it, and Mel I don't think would ever make that. Well, mistake. that and he would. Yeah, she's got a distinctive voice being a girl, so <laughs> that'll do it. Oh no! Thanks, Mikey Wheels. Thanks, Mikey. <laughs> Let's see this next one. Ooh, <laughs> is this disturbed? It sure wait, is. Wait, wait, wait. Is this avenged sevenfold? <laughs> Is this sixpence none the richer? <laughs> it just keeps going down. It's going. Oh, I know the gin blossoms when I hear them. Now it's going back up. Oh, okay. <laughs> you can't. You can't get much farther than sixpence. None. <laughs> yeah. uh, Disturbed writes us and uh, says, "There's a <laughs> there's an episode of Ancient Aliens on the Siberian uh, cauldrons." Oh. Uh, um. Not sure if that's a plug for it or a stay away from. I don't know. Yeah. Or just a general hey. Yeah. But. We'll check it out. Maybe. And Disturbed uh, uh, came across a lot of uh, cool show suggestions after hearing of the death of Leonard Nimoy and uh, going through some old episodes of In Search Of, which is a great time. That's a great way to spend your oh, time yeah. anyway. And says happy belated 100. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, at the time. Disturbed had to go uh, watch more In Search Of while waiting for season four to start. And that's enough of uh, In Search Of. Now we're back. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Disturbed. Thank you. That reminded me of something that we need to address. What? And we should address it on our Facebook page. Oh, no. And on Twitter. The intellectual property theft perpetrated by one no-talent hack named Mark Miller. This comic book jockey who thinks that he can, oh, I made a really dark Batman. Everything I do is art. Not no, not when you set up shop on our front lawn. Because Mark Miller is releasing a comic book called The Chrononauts. Yeah. We, starring two badass motherfuckers that look just like us. That's right. <laughs> okay. Maybe that last part I made up. What is the odds of that? It's pretty crazy, though. Yeah. It's true. We did mention it uh, earlier. We just didn't mention it so vehemently. But yeah, it, it's weird that that uh, that's yeah. come out. And like you, you were talking to me about it and uh, off off my OOC, and um, <laughs> and you were like, you were like, uh, they they work on these things for a while. It's not like he just like. Oh yeah, that was that was made writing and through production way before we did our hundredth. But we did mention the Chrononauts a long time prior to that. So. I'm just saying when this goes to a court of law and Mark Miller, it's going to a court of law, then we'll just find out. We'll just find out, won't we? We'll see. Won't we? We'll see. Let me get some of that Mark Miller money. We'll see. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'm going to, if I find it, I'm going to, I'll buy a, a copy and read it. So. Well, that should. I, yeah. It was such a good idea that someone else is getting paid for it. Well, well. Well, maybe Mark Miller's a huge fan. I would, um, if, if it has time traveling Nazis, we're going to have to call somebody. <laughs> yeah. I'll say this, Mr. Miller, if you are a fan, uh, thank you for listening. Yeah. And talk to us. And you better punch that donate button with a Sherman fucking tank. Ooh. I'm talking a six digit punching of the donate button. And maybe uh, some art for us. Hmm. Okay. Hmm. Five digits and some art. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're pathetic. Yeah. All right. So our last one. Is a Philip. Hello, Philip. Hi, Philip. King Philip? Just Philip. Philippe? Yeah. He's not Marty, even a little bit. He seems very genial and relaxed. Very good. Uh, Philip writes, I really enjoy the show. 
Oh, you. thanks. You are funny and critical without being dismissive. Well, we try. Oh, see, I feel like I'm quite dismissive. We're- so, so thank you, Philip. <laughs> um, you found a sweet spot somewhere between the skeptics that f- offer far f- uh, that offer far fetched quote unquote scientific explanations based on Rube Goldberg machine like circumstances and the diehard believers that are already made up their minds and firmly assert that such things are even possible no matter the thing. Yes, it is. <laughs> I know. I like that. Uh, have you ever considered making an episode about ball lightning, will of the wisps, and similar phenomena? Ethereal lighting sources. Hmm. We've kind of touched on like will of the wisps, but never like in a cohesive manner. Good idea. That's true. That's true. Somebody has has suggested doing a um, you know how we did nautical mysteries, maybe doing uh-huh. like aeronautical mysteries or something. Maybe that would fall under that. Yeah. Or chrononautical mysteries. No. So that Mark Miller can make a damn movie off of us. You're welcome, Mark. Anything else we can do for you, buddy? (laughs) 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 And listen, if any of you understand like the production schedule for comic books, and it turns out he's been working on this for five years, don't tell us. It's way more fun to take on bridge. He goes, uh, Philip continues. Um, it seems like they have a lot to offer in terms of theories and beliefs as to what causes them and the existence of at least ball lightning has reached some degree of scientific acceptance. Uh, I'll let the suggestion double as a brief story that his grandfather told him as a teenager, he lived with his family in a house in a rural area South of Sweden. Oh, huh. during a powerful thunderstorm, they were all gathered in the living room of the house. I'd say they were all probably all terrified at some point during the midst of it, a, a lightning ball entered through the fireplace it left burn marks on the wallpaper as it quickly circled the room along the walls before exiting through a wall vent. From what he told me, there wasn't much more to it than that. That, to me, sounds like Raiden Claws. That's kind of crazy. Wow. That's a cool thing to have happened. Yeah. Wow. You know, when you hear the ball lightning stories, a lot of times it's just like, oh, this electrical orb just Came in the window. It was like, hey, what's up? And then left. <laughs> Bye. Yeah, but that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, you could, you could, yeah, if there's a, like a lot of lightning storm, a lot of electrical charges, that whatever happens electromagnetically inside a house, you know, there's a lot of variables there. Yeah. That's awesome. Thank you, Philip. Really cool. Thanks, Philip. And thank all of you for writing. We are still, you know, we say this every time. Of course, we're going to read everything. It's what we do. So if you didn't hear it this time, you'll hear it next time. That's the rules. That's right. We don't break the rules unless there's an FCC rule about drunken recording because we broke that rule, but we learned our lesson. <laughs> sure. <laughs> uh, maybe maybe henceforth I'll just keep mentioning that, that I'm sober 70 times an episode. That'll work. That'll balance don't it out. Don't forget, I'm sober. This is what you get well, when I'm know. sober. I don't punch the lane on. I'm sober. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, Ugh. you guys know what to do. As he, as Dave said, punch the donate button. Punch, punch it, the click iTunes it, like button. it, rate punch it. All these things will make us stronger. <laughs> <laughs> now we owe Kanye. No, we owe Daft Punk money. Yeah, yeah. Don't. No one owns Kanye anything. <laughs> I owe him a punch in the face. Yeah, with interest. Also, you can go to uh, audibletrial.com slash blurry photos. You can still get a free audio book trial yep. membership. You get one free download. It's that's worth a, it. It's a book of your choice there. Do and as, as we have mentioned before, Dead Mountain is on there. Mm-hmm. The story of Dyatlov Pass. Uh, the Spring Hill Jack affair someone yep. mentioned is on there. 
Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go and get that like this week. Good. I'm gonna go on there and get it and and the Spring Hill Jack one. Listen, yeah, the Spring Sweet. Hill Jack one. The one that I got, I haven't gotten around uh, to it yet. I think it's a Nick Redfern book. That's like uh, pyramids in the Pentagon or something like that. It, it sounds like a real fun conspiracy. Sweet. Um, book, but that's on there too. But yeah, you, yeah, you, check get, them it, all out. you get it for free. Uh, we we get a, a nice little monetary ding. From, a, little, a little high five from Audible. For being a part of the team. And that helps us do things. That's right. Uh, also, don't forget, uh, rate us on iTunes. That's important. Uh, I got I to gotta burn my saddle. We got a three star on there. Now, granted, we you guys are magnificent and give us amazingly great reviews. That's true. And I thank you for that. Let's bury this guy. Let's bury this this like thanks this. for the recent uh reviews that that have come out there. Yeah, thank you. Let's just bury this sixty percent is okay enough guy. <laughs> Let's get rid of him. Just push him to the bottom of the stack. He's gonna go back and he's gonna uh, listen to this and, I know. and be like, Is you that know a what? challenge? Yeah. <laughs> right. You yeah. think three is bad. I know, yeah, you know what you're right. I just begging for trouble with that, but uh but we do appreciate when we do just taking the time at all, even the three star reviews. We we appreciate just taking the time to listen and to, to yeah. rate us. And donating to us and, and all that stuff. The store I, is 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 right there. Um, I have to say, like, for, for real, no joke, like, there are days, like, if I'm having, like, a really crappy day at work or something, I will actually read iTunes reviews and feel better about it. Oh, yeah. So, thank you for that. Absolutely. Keeps in us art that you do. We mm-hmm. A lot of you guys really do some kick-ass work. And yes. We love it when you include us uh, on that. And and, and, and also uh, thank you to all of our, our, our international listeners. We've got some great oh, friends yeah. in Australia. Clearly, Philip. Hello, Sweden. I don't know how to say hello in Swedish. Let me know how that works out and I'll say it next time. That's right. Piet, Melanie. Yeah. You guys uh, in Denmark out there? Wow. Uh, our our, our Marty. new Marty Queen of Yorkshire. <laughs> So yeah, thank you we guys. Love, we love you guys. Again, hey, don't forget, I'm gonna be in Ireland coming up. Yeah, we 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 all know Flora. <laughs> at, the end, <laughs> at the end of May, uh I'm gonna there there's gonna be a night where I'll be I'll be bopping around the Emerald Isle. I want to come and, and have a drink with uh, you guys, whoever's out there in, in Ireland or who can make it uh make it over there. And have a pint with me. I, I, I'd love to to meet you guys, talk to you, and watch them get drunk. It's worth it. <laughs> it, it won't take much. He's better at it than I. But am. I'll tell you this: I'll be able to converse with you all night. <laughs> Don't try and talk to me the next day. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'd I'd love to to set up, to set that up. I'll I'll give you some more information as the time draws near. Yeah. Maybe we can. If you're from Ireland, if you know a place. I know I'm going to be in Dublin. I'm going to try to make it down down south, uh, County Cork area, stuff like that. And I, I personally want to to go down there and look at some stuff. You should and, go to Lisdon Varna. Where's that at? I think it's on the northwestern portion. Oh, I could go. I could go up it's there. It's like the lovers' retreat of Ireland. Well, I tell you what. If you're from Ireland, you got uh, a place that you just you love, a local place. Not touristy at all. I'd love to to come there and uh, have a drink and make with it you. touristy with my presence. That's right. <laughs> Turn it into a tourist. My my American flag leather jacket. <laughs> my <laughs> my bandana. <laughs> Stonewashed jeans with the holes. <laughs> Sunglasses at night. And giant nineteen eighty four boombox. <laughs> <laughs> I'll grow a mullet for then. Oh God, yeah. My, and and like uh, high tops, like <laughs> and the, your stash of bush beer that doesn't even get made anymore. 
That'd be great. Uh, so, anyways, if if you're from there, let me know. We'll we'll set up a time and and we'll we'll go to a, to a pub. Yeah, and uh, in a in a much uh, more domestic vein, uh, if any of our listeners are will be biking Ragbri, the Register's great annual bike ride across Iowa. I know I will be all week like a pro. If anyone else is riding it, let's meet up. We can grab a pork chop or a slice of pie or a beer at nine in the morning. All of these <laughs> things are on the menu. Nice. And don't forget, once again, June 6th, Milwaukee Paracon. Yeah. Hungry Photos will be there selling our shit. I love, I love that as, as of this uh, Milwaukee Paracon, we actually have like gigs to talk about. Yeah. Like, yeah. And you can catch us June 6th, the Milwaukee, Wisconsin at the Milwaukee Paracon. Now, when I say selling our shit, I just mean uh, telling people to listen to us. <laughs> we don't have like an inventory of, of shirts and, and junk to, to sell right now. We will then. No, we won't. <laughs> We're doing orders piece by piece. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, we'll make some shirts and bring them. We Yeah. First we, come, we first swerve. Um, you get a shirt and a beer. <laughs> that's, that's our first come, wow. first swerve. <laughs> then we'll spend the rest of the weekend in jail. That's <laughs> Paying back the federal government. Yeah. We'll, well crank. We'll bring some shirts with us. I'll, I'll, I will, even if they're from my private collection of shirts I wear. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Here's a shirt. <laughs> yeah, that's great. <laughs> this says, this is Denver Martial Arts Fest, yeah. 1982. Yeah. Well, it was a great festival. <laughs> you want it or not, bro? <laughs> yeah. It's a free shirt. <laughs> free. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> All right. So Anyways, yeah, come see us. Uh, we got a lot of stuff going on. We're going to get off here now, though, because that's that's we're keeping you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we love you guys. Uh, and for this episode of Blurry Photos, I have been David Florida, and I unfortunately have been Titanic Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Don't ever let go. Dave. <laughs> Don't ever let go. That's so why I gotta tell everybody: you see, find a problem, something you lack in your life, you just gotta take that down to the basement, line it up, and just bang it, and so you can save the Titanic that is your life. Club, club, club. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>